surprised that I did hurt people. Are you surprised that reaction and some of the things that you did hurt people? Yeah, I, I think I can ask a better question. It's just, where were you when I was uh, a kid? Figuring out that uh, 300 million of my ancestors are buried in America. Where were you guys asking those same questions when I was a kid dealing with learning about the traumatic events of my familial history and what I'm proud to come from and why I'm proud to stand here and why when I repeat myself that I'm not going to stand down, it has nothing to do with dismissing any other race or group of people. I'm just proud of my heritage and what we've been through. And uh, the fact that this has pinned me against the Jewish community. And uh, I'm here answering questions of whether or not I'm sorry or not on something I didn't create. I used to want the racks by the devil and the checks by the millions. Wanted to protect my investment, invest in my children. Now the hero finally got the cape, then he turned into the villain. Now my check is reality, I'm finally starting to feel it. Wasn't cool enough, bro, fan. All I had to feel a breeze. Nice sweats, get these covers off of me. Hella dark, I couldn't see. Lights off, no electricity. Food spoiled, don't got no more EBT. What the fuck am I to eat? Last phrases, babies ain't cheap. They close fuckers, my clothes stay cheap. Ain't last the whole week. Pop this low, it's on froze, how they freeze. As a man, I didn't feel real manly. Always with the rent name. Trying to figure how to get paid. Worked all damn night for that minimum wage. Spray it to my stuff, I some guy with a better day. Must have caught the damage team, cause he wasn't natural. Kind of sound I'm really like the faith like that. So fully love, how the fuck am I feeling hate like that? Giving a hate, just know you gon' get the hate right back. I would have scream, of course, I wasn't raised like that. Facts by the devil and the checks by the millions. Wanted to protect my investment, invest in my children. Now the hero finally got the cape, then he turned into the villain. Now my check is reality, I'm finally starting to feel Niggas they shootin' the live. I see some niggas they shootin' for fame. Nah, they don't know that this 
too real. That's how you end up then blow out your brains. The money, the car, the chains of fame. I give up everything. Why? To see my grandma, just to see my can pick up the drug, ain't hell out of pain. Okay. I get you knocked up for earth. You play with my body, you play with my name. Play with it. I wear them up like you surf. It be looking strange, I pop at his brain. Don't play with me. I'm rocking the watch with no diamonds in it. It cost me a ticket, just plain. I put baguettes in the paddy, what time is it? And it cost me a rose insane. Rose. I don't post pics with sticks and shit. That's how them boys get framed. I've been the sense it's a jit, little bitch. When they see me, they say, Don't nothing change but the change. We on your head like a bang. All double laws, no range. Bitch, they came with a name. Got all eyes on my game. Hundred thousand kids to rain. Born this change to change. Born this change to Welcome back to the WAWG Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Jalen Stevenson. Welcome back to episode 42. Um, I've been going on in the world as usual, per usual. Um, but it's been really, a lot of things have been really weighing on my mind, been weighing on me personally. And it seems like, you know, how many, no matter what, um, no matter what goes through or what happens throughout that day or throughout these days that keep going by uh, I can't help but to acknowledge and harp on or discuss the the ongoing war within ourselves when I say war I mean like the psychological, mental war, and the physical war as well, you know, um, within ourselves as, as, as black people first, um, because personally, I feel like we can't fight the powers that be if we can't even come to an understanding, come to an agreement, come to some sort of, basis, morals, principles within ourselves as a community, as a race. Um, since last episode, um, I believe you heard that episode on October 30th. That was when that episode came out, um, day before Halloween. And um, if you haven't, if you, you've been, haven't known or, you know, you're just not prone to, to it, you're not woke to it, um, Halloween night, I guess around 2 a.m., which we would be considered November 1st. Um, legend, brother, son, artist, rapper, trendsetter, the culture. One of the reasons why music is where it is today, when it comes to sound, when it comes to ad libs, when it comes to rapping, uh, it wasn't for him. There would not be no Migos. He started it. Um, he told Quavo that we should pursue rap at an early age, at 12, 13 years old, we told him that. And, you know, Offset followed suit. 
he joined the Migos or he they grew as the Migos. And um, I want to send my deepest condolences and um, prayer to take off his family. Um, most importantly, I want y'all to like you know pray for Quavo, pray for Offset. Make do it. Make sure you keep them in your prayers. Um, it's tough times right now um, for them, for the world, for for Migo fans, for rap fans, for hip hop fans. It's a real tough time right now. Um, um, rest in peace, take off. Um, he was a real down to earth dude. He was the quiet one out of the group. He was the one that, you know, was so down to earth. You know, what I mean, he was the one that was. I always talked about being connected with God, being connected spiritually, um, taking the challenge, not being scared to take that challenge, knowing what you want and going to go get it. He was always prone. He was always, you know, a lot. He was always like energetic within his delivery. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man. That affected a lot that affected the world like hip hop wise like in the hip hop community music music industry it affected you know what I mean it was a real crazy incident um and I mean I'm gonna see my di- deepest condolences to take off his family um meet uh quavo offset um everybody that knew him personally. Um, everybody that grew up on his music, like me, um, grew up on their music as well. Um, make sure you keep them in your prayers, support them. You know, don't point the finger saying it was his fault, her fault. Just don't, like, it's a tragedy. It's not the time for that. Everybody in that situation have lost somebody they loved. And you want to keep peace, love, and um, positive energy their way. Especially in such negative times right now for them. For us as well, fans of him. Um, it still doesn't feel real. It really doesn't, you know. I heard, I remember me saying on last episode, I was saying be safe, you know. Halloween, you got to be safe. You never know. People, protect your kids. Protect yourself, you know. And it just so happened to this, this unfortunate um, situation happen. Um Yeah, man, I want to use that as a segue to talk about the the ongoing war within ourselves of the black community and how that's transferring and it actually how that won't transfer until it's a change for us within the world's sake, within the country's sake, within us going against them sake. Understand? Um in today's time, a lot of men, well, now men, but a lot of boys, young boys growing up, um, such as myself as well, grew up without, you know, fathers in the household. You know what I mean? So it's it's been an ongoing problem for, for, for young men to while growing up without fathers to be more prone, they they become more prone to be able, you know, to re- to regulate their emotions when confrontation arises. Like it's, it's real hard for them to regulate their emotions, and we're seeing it before our very eyes. We're seeing the culture shift. We're seeing the plot twist. We're seeing the the agenda being pushed. We're seeing it before our very eyes, especially within our own people as well. You know, we can sit here and talk about the white man all day. We sit here and talk about what they're doing to us, how they keep reminding us of this, reminding us of that, putting us through this, putting us through that. But what are we putting ourselves through? Um, that's what we really don't take into consideration. When we're talking about other people's families, we're talking about our livelihood, we're talking about you know, um, our kids, Mothers, our fathers, sisters, our brothers, grandmas, aunts, uncles, you know, granddads. It's just, 
it's a tough spot to be in right now if you're a black person. Because every time you turn around, every time you load up Instagram, every time you load up Twitter, or every time you know, open up your laptop, every time you go outside, there's always some news happening that somebody's either, you know, been fatally, you know, killed, um, somebody's getting publicly lynched like in a in a in a metaphoric way, in like a psychological way. When I say public lynch, I'm talking about the 2022 version, basically meaning they're controlling the public perception of that particular person. And with that example, I, I use Kyrie Irving. Um, you, I, you, you heard him in the beginning of the episode, basically talking about or going at this reporter that asked him a question based off, you know, um, the the tweet of. Uh, a link to a certain type of video, movie, which is a book, now a book. Um, and the, the the ongoing attack upon Kyrie Irving is that he's anti-Semitic. Um, but the plot, but the but the but the ongoing attack as well is coming from us, within black media outlets, mainstream media such as you know Chris Boussard, Rob Parker, Shaq, Charles Barkley, Shannon Sharp, Stephen A. Smith, Jason Williams. Um, it's been an ongoing onslaught, and I can keep going, etc. But I, it's been an ongoing on, onslaught and um, attack on Kyrie Irving's character. You understand? Just because, you know, he won't back down. He won't feed into the white man's bullshit. He won't use... He won't use the money that he's being... That's being pushed in his face, you know, to, to shut up and dribble. He's actually putting his money where his mouth is. He's actually being the cause he's actually being woke he's actually taking charge of what he believes in and he's pushing history he's he he's putting it to the forefront history he's telling you what we have been able to go through what we have been going through for generations upon generations and he's showing you and he's proving the point that all of that stuff that we that has actually happened factually and historically is being pushed to the side it's being you know, they're not, they don't care. You know, he's making it seem, you know, he's, he's, he's showcasing the fact that the powers that be, whether it be Jewish people, whatever, the powers that be are only content and they only care about if somebody says something about them. If we talk about each other, if, we, if a black person talking about a black person or whatever, you know, if they're going at each other, they're killing each other, they don't give a fuck. It's more so a profit. They're going to profit off the music sales. They're going to profit off everything. Um, but when you attack them and you point out their bullshit and what they're doing in this country and what they have been doing in this country since slavery, since before slavery, since before all that stuff, since the beginning of humanity, if you want to talk about, you know, God's child or God's children, God's people, that's when they start to get real offended because it's the truth. You know what I mean? If you really want to break it down like a fraction, you can really break down the word Semitic and you can really break down the word anti-Semitic. You can break down where that word Semitic comes from and how it relates to us as black people. How, you know, there's a certain type of race of people um, or orientation of people or you know what I mean? Culturation of people that that think they personally have the control of the public perception. They have the control over the entertainment industry, which controls our minds, which controls the third eye, the public. Oh, excuse me. It controls the two eyes that we have. But like I said, you know, before in one of these, in one of my episodes. When you put on the glasses that 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 
universe gives you when you take the third the third eyeglasses you put them on you will never be able to take them off because you see the world not as it portrays to be but you see the world as it is and you see people who they are not who they portray their image to be so i'm seeing all this stuff you know in the midst of the untimely you know the 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 the, the, the shocking news of a takeoff being you know, killed, murdered, and it being publicly publicized on social media. You see videos him laying in his own blood. You know, it's it's very traumatizing. It's becoming too normal. It's becoming it's became normal because it's already normal at this point. Now, if you really want to be honest, uh, you want to look at the statistics. You know, what I mean, um, a rapper has been killed. Every year since 2016, every uh, a rapper has been killed every single year up until then, or well, since then, and that alongside the Kyrie Irving debacle and Kyrie Irving, they're trying to cancel him. They're trying to destroy him. They're trying to publicly lynch him. They're trying to destroy his character, destroy the public perception, destroy his outlook. Make up stuff for how he thinks. Put words in his mouth. Try to manipulate him. Try to, you know, challenge his character. Try to challenge his IQ. They're trying to, you know, they're calling him an idiot. They're calling him this. They're calling him that. They're calling him selfish. Calling him dumb. But if you're really being honest with you, Kyrie Irving is one of the only athletes to to be him. To be a hundred. To be a non-sellout. Most ninety nine percent of these these athletes are sellouts, but he's one of the ones that's not a sellout. He actually is about what he says. He's donated over a million plus dollars to the WNBA movement to get their you know pairs, uh players paid and to showcase you know their games on you know more platforms. He. He's been at WNBA games. He supported WNBA games. He supported women's rights, well, the women's movements. Uh, he supported, he's donated to charities. He, he's helped in the, you know, with kids, with sick kids, um, autistic kids, on, going on and so forth, you know? And the fact that they're publicly destroying this man's character and trying to make him shut up and dribble just to play basketball again is that's that just leads me to 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 say to y'all that I'll never watch the NBA again. I'll never support the NBA again. I'll never forget this like I'll never forget this what they doing there. And it's it's absurd because you have all these black mainstream media outlets, like I said earlier, it's just, it's a shame, man. It's really a shame how they're talking about him as if he's not for his people. You know, they say things like, oh, you know, you shouldn't think that you're a race and that you're better than some other race and, you know, stuff like that. And it's kind of just like, oh, Charles Barkley as well, he said, you know, if I'm the commissioner, you can't take my $40 million and and insult my religion and you know what I mean? He said that and it's just like, man, you Uncle Toms are really missing the point, dog. You Uncle Toms are missing the point. You bigots are missing the point. You really are. Like you you get y'all are being controlled by TNT, ESPN, Fox Sports One. Y'all are being controlled by them to say what you just to for them to tell you what they want you to say on TV. Don't be fooled trying to think that, oh, they, you know, they'll really say that shit to Kyrie Irving's face. They wouldn't. They're going to say it on TV and leave it at that. They're going to say it to the public in front of thousands, millions of people that watch their show on the daily, talk about Kyrie Irving on the daily, and put a public perception on, an image on, to make him seem like he's the bad guy, make him seem like he's not about his people, make it seem like he... He's just full of shit. In actuality, Aaron Rodgers is full of shit. Brett Favre is full of shit. 
Tom Brady is full of shit. Bill Be Bill Belichick is full of shit. If you really want to be honest, you really want to talk about it. If you really want to go about this stuff, Roger Goodell is full of shit. Adam Silver, all these people are full of shit. If you really want to be honest, like, in the midst of the George Floyd, you know, there was a movement, the Black Lives Matter movement, where you saw it everywhere. You saw it painted everywhere. Everybody's wearing the shirts, all that type of stuff. The NBA made it apparent to put Black Lives Matter on the court and all that shit. So was the NFL. And racism on the back of the helmets, et cetera, et cetera. Now, do, do, do you all see that all that stuff was to get your, to get your dollar? was to get your eye, to get your attention, to liking them again. As soon as the NFL put end racism on the back of a helmet, you forget, you for, y'all forgot, completely forgot about Colin Kaepernick and what they did to him. And exactly what they're doing to Colin, Ka what they did to Colin Kaepernick, they're doing to Kyrie Irving. And it's even worse. Colin Kaepernick wasn't the type of player that Kyrie Irving is. Kyrie Irving is a superstar. Kyrie Irving is one of the greatest talents to ever touch a basketball. And they're doing this thing. They're going to completely blackball him out the league. They're going to completely remove him from the league. And this Kyrie Irving situation, when you talk about the video or the movie or the documentary, the book that he tweeted out, um, it's basically brought on, like, you know, Hebrews to blacks. Um, had a lot of Alex Jones things in there, if you know about Alex Jones. But Kyrie actually came out and said multiple times that he does not agree with everything that's in the documentary. He does not agree with everything that... Al he does not rock with Alex Jones. He doesn't support Alex Jones. He doesn't promote anything Alex Jones is doing. He just tweeted out that link. And you fend for yourself. Now... I want to switch gears and I want to talk about the comparison between how they're treating Kyrie Irving and him tweeting out this versus what they do in schools to fuck up your mind and to program your mind into thinking, oh, that shit was okay, that shit was normal. Okay? Now you have the Kyrie Irving link, the Hebrews to, to, to blacks or, you know, that documentary. And then you have A Birth of a Nation, the original. Now, in certain... Certain high schools, certain colleges, they show you A Birth of a Nation. They show you probably the full movie or they show you clips of A Birth of a Nation. And mind you, A Birth of a Nation caused and is, and is, too, is the cause of a, over 100,000 over 100, deaths during that time to black people. Public lynchings, um, public mur uh, murders, all type of stuff because it was because of A Birth of a Nation, that movie. The most racist movie to ever exist. The most, quote-unquote, anti-black movie to ever exist. But they teach that, they, they show that movie in college classes. They show that movie in high school classes. But, the, but it's all of a sudden now, they turn that, that movie into a literacy piece. They say this is a period piece. They say this is, you know, a piece of, Film art. Now that's I'm scra I scratch my head at that because that doesn't make any sense. How is that a form of art, where you have all these white people having blackface, looking like apes, talking like ape, like talking like you know, uninformed, uneducated, illiterate, and. That movie is still being taught and shown in classes. That movie is a period piece. That movie is literature royalty. A literature royalty. Entertainment royalty. And that's the most, that caused over hundreds of thousands of deaths. But you got Kyrie Irving, that tweet out a link, and they make it seem like he's an, an, uh, enemy number one. You want to know why they do that? It's because, all of, like I told you all, all along, all this stuff is being planned and all this stuff is premeditated. They pick and choose who they want to attack. They didn't attack Brett Favre from when he literally took millions of dollars from poor people from one of the poorest states in this country, if not the poorest state in this country. Top five for sure. 
poor cities, poor states in this country as well. And he funded that and used that money to build a new volleyball stadium for his daughter's college. Welfare fraud and all that shit. Fraud. But they only talked about that for a day on Undisputed. They only talked about that for a day on ESPN. They didn't talk about it at all in the NBA world. They didn't even talk about it on NFL Network. But none of that stuff. They only talked about it probably once or twice. It went over everybody's head. He's literally doing harm to people. But you got Kyrie Irving sharing a link. And his career is being taken in jeopardy. Oh, oh, oh. You might say, hey, Jalen. Brett Frost retired. You know what I mean? He don't play no more. They ain't going to go as hard as him because he don't, he don't play no more. What are they going to do? I, I say, hey, you might have a point there. All right, cool. I got another example. Last year, when Kyrie Irving didn't want to get the vaccine, um, he stated why he didn't want to get the vaccine. That was his choice. America is all is supposed to be about choice. It's all about choice for white people and other people, you know, indigenous people and things like that. But when it comes to black people, we don't have a choice. We got to do what masses say. But uh, he didn't want to take the vaccine, and he didn't take the vaccine, and he held out. He didn't want to. Play. He didn't play for majority of the year. Um, and they put the 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 failures of the Nets on Kyrie Irving. They blamed everything on Kyrie Irving. But also, Aaron Rodgers, uh, back-to-back MVP, he lied about getting the vaccine. You know, at least Kyrie told you to your face, you know, I'm not getting it. I don't want it. You can't make me get it, period. But Aaron Rodgers used words like immunized. He... He put on a certain type of perception, a certain type of image that, oh, he was this guy that got the vaccine. He's so smart. He's so next level. He's a scientist. He's this, he's that. Bullshit. And guess what they did on Undisputed? Oh, he's a liar. He's not a team player. All this shit. They didn't bash his character. I swear. Please, some of y'all, please do this. Go look at, type in Kyrie Irving 2020-2021 vaccine. And look at what the fuck these people were saying to him on Undisputed, First Take, all these platforms. Look at what they were saying about him. And then go back, and after you watch a couple videos, put in Aaron Rodgers' uh, 2021 uh, vaccine lie. And look at how they were talking to him. Look at the language. Look at a certain type of phrases they use when it comes to Aaron Rodgers' white guy versus Kyrie Irving, black guy. Look at why they look at what they say. Look at the certain type of tone they use, certain type of words they use, phrases they use to address these these uh these players. But Charles Barkley and Shaq, they don't pay attention to that. Shannon Sharp ain't gonna pay attention to that. All of a sudden, now all of a sudden, oh, we didn't cover Brett Favre enough. Oh, now we didn't cover like no, you didn't. I would say, you know what I mean? I would call him the N-word and all this shit, but at the end of the day, man, fuck that, man. Because unsalting somebody ain't even really... What is that going to do? You got to call it like you see it, though. And you know why? You know why these people don't? Because they're being controlled, y'all. Do I really blame Shannon Sharp, Charles Barkley, and all these black dudes and um, mainstream media for... I'm really just talking about the black mainstream media. For sitting here trying to destroy Kyrie Irving's character, do I blame them? Yes, but I also have to forget. I have to. I have to also remember Jalen. They're being controlled too. They're being controlled by their boss, and who is their boss? Probably a Jewish guy. Probably a white guy. Probably somebody that wants to play it safe. Probably somebody that doesn't want to say the truth and doesn't want people to really say what they really feel so they tell them you cannot say this on air you have to say this you have to push this narrative and that's what the fuck they be doing that's what they do that's what that's what they've been doing since the start of the pandemic especially with people like Kyrie Irving you got people like Cole Beasley didn't get the vaccine you got uh Aaron Rodgers that lied about the vaccine I mean you got multiple different things that's happened through sports Feel me? It's a problem when black athletes can't get paid in the NCAA. When it comes to basketball, they couldn't get paid for years. But all of a sudden, you got Bill Belichick cheating and Tom Brady cheating. 
All these years, they've been cheating. Filming people practices, filming people game film, filming people signals, and all this type of shit. Tuck rule and all this stuff. All so they can have a great white hope savior. Which is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. All this stuff is coming back. It's coming full circle. You know what I mean? I used to... It's coming full circle, and it's, it's, it's making a lot of sense. It's made a lot of sense to me. You know, as to why certain things happen in sports and certain things happen in this world, especially specifically in sports, because we're talking about sports players. Talk about Kyrie. Um, Kyrie Irving is a smart guy. He's for his people. He's really for his people. He ain't one of these motherfuckers that ain't never been to Africa saying, oh, yeah, uh, I'm for my people, for my heritage. Um, this nah, he actually did it. He he went to Africa. He found out his ancestral roots. He found out his 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 ancestral name, like what he would be considered. He found out his tribe. He found out his where he's where they're from. He's read books. He's not a fucking idiot. It's caught like y'all gotta stop. This is what I don't understand. You call him an idiot for being woke and for for being for his people. And calling out these the Jewish people. He didn't even really call them out. Now he's he's calling out the bullshit that's going on because he's being forced to 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 to, to speak his truth or he's being forced to shut up and dribble. Or he's gonna be getting kicked out of the league. Which will probably happen. We'll probably never see Kyrie play basketball again. And even if he does play basketball again and he you know what I mean. He 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 ha- he has a family. He has mouths to feed. He has a kid. You know what I mean? Nike's not gonna release his shoe. They suspended him. They banned his shoe, whatever, from coming out. It's. I wouldn't blame him for 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 doing that because I know that he has a family to feed. He has a wife. He has he has family to take care of. So he has to do what he got to do to make bread. But you got to understand that he's never gonna be. He's gonna be like a. A Craig Hodges. He's going to be like Colin Kaepernick. He's going to be like, um, what's the guy that played it? He played for the Nuggets. He played for LSU. He played with Shaq. Abdul Raouf. He's going to be like him. He At first, he was known as Chris Jackson, but he later changed his name to, you know, Abdul Raouf. Um, I believe that's his name. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's going to be known as them in 20 years. The public perception is going to be that he was selfish. He wasn't for his people. He was, you know, just about himself. That's bullshit, man. You know how much money this man gave? He literally gave the Nets $250,000 as like a, you know, I apologize type shit. Boom, here. He even made a post saying, I'm sorry. That wasn't good enough for the, for the, for Massa. That wasn't good enough. Even though they told him to apologize multiple times, he apologized on his own platform, said he was sorry, blah, blah, blah. They still going at his ass, and they still want him to do all this weird shit. They want him to take anti-Semitic classes. They want him to take hate classes. They want him to donate 500000 to Jewish cause. They want him to uh, do all types of things just to get back on that court. And you know what's crazy? They're ne- they they that they will they will never do that to a white guy or to an Asian guy or to a Mexican guy. They would never do that. Never. Ever. And the fact that people are ignoring that that reality and ignoring that fact and trying to be like we're all equal. That's why we'll never, we can never progress. That's why we, it will, it's always black on black. It'll, it'll always be that first before it will be us versus them. Because at the end of the day, they're controlling us. They're looking at us like, yeah, you got this side of the group that agrees with Kyrie. You got the other side, which outweighs the, the, the other side that they're going to keep going to back of each other with these black people. And it's gonna leave us out the back, you know, to control it, to control the perception. To, to they gonna they, our asses is gonna be saved, you know. When you look at it, most people they be like, why Kyrie Irving just don't say exactly what he means? Why you don't just you know address the issue? Why don't he just answer no or yes? Why you want him to be perfect? You didn't want Donald Trump to be perfect. 
They didn't ask Donald Trump for an apology. He was sitting here saying, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, whole woman by the pussy and all this type shit. Go back to your shithole countries. He didn't, yeah, y'all didn't ask him for an apology. Y'all called him President Trump. You know why? Because he got the power to shut that weak ass network down y'all got. That's why. He got the power to put in a letter saying, I want all y'all fired. He got the po- power to put, go to the channels and be like, I don't want that TV on air no more. That's why you won't disrespect Trump for saying what he said, but you would disrespect Kyrie Irving because, you know, he's a player. You see the cowardness that people are doing? Like, these people are cowards, bro. Real cowards. They're sitting here talking all this hot shit on TV, but you're sitting here working for the white man. You've been working for the white man. Charles Barkley. We know that you're a coon. Sorry. I don't care how many people love you, round mound and rebound and all that bullshit that you had. Space Jam, that's nice. But you're a, you a coon, bro. You're a coward. Shaq. I loved you, bro. Like, I love Shaq. But what you displayed on TV was fucking disgusting, bro. What you displayed on national TV and you said about this man is fucking disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself, bro. You calling him an idiot. How? Whatever. I'm not even going to go further. It's not turning into a bashing party. It's just, I'm ashamed sometimes of my people. I'm ashamed, not even sometimes, I'm ashamed of my people damn near all the time. Because on the opposite end of that, you got people that don't even know how to control their emotions. Killing innocent people, killing people, killing kids, killing, like, killing multi-millionaire rappers, killing, just, it's so hard, it's so traumatizing to be a hip-hop fan now. Think about it. Nipsey died when I was in high school, when I was senior in high school, he died. I believe X died a year before that, 2018, right? So 2018, X, X, uh, X died. Then it was Nip. Then it was Kobe. Well, I'm talking about like shot. I ain't gonna, you know what I mean? Murdered. Um, X, Nipsey, Pop Smoke, King Von, PNB Rock recently, um, who else, man? Uh, Dolph, Young Dolph. It's so many dudes that have been killed in this in this genre of music, and it's traumatizing. It's so hard to be a hip hop, you know. It's traumatizing to be a hip hop fan now, because no other genre has to deal with their favorite artists being killed, for the most part, you know. They got your anomalies once or twice, couple people, but as a, as a whole, they don't have to deal with this shit that we have to deal with. Like, imagine you, your favorite rapper is Pop Smoke. And all of a sudden, the next day you listen to his music, the next day you wake up, you see a message saying he's dead. What? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's traumatizing, dog. It's becoming too normal. It's became to the point where, you know, we just know how to cope with our favorite artist dying. We know how to just get through it. We've been there before. We feel sorry. Like, I see these posts, you know what I mean? We feel sorry one day, then the next day we go back to our regular lives posting. And it hurts sometimes because that's the real reality. You know what I mean? That's the real, real reality of, of it. Like, it's, we've been so numb to it. It's to the point where now we're so used to it. Every couple months, a rapper's dead. Every few months, a rapper's dying. Somebody's dying. And it's, and it's like, man... Will it ever stop? Think like do y'all really think it'll ever stop, or do you think we just gonna keep we gonna continue to keep going in our own way? We are gonna keep getting in our own way and making ourselves enemy number one. You know, it's funny how we so quick to pull out our guns and be so macho, be so tough when it's girls, when it's money, when it's alcohol, when it's drugs in the air. When it's testosterone in the air. But let one of these white people come in there with the same jewelry on. We ain't going to say nothing to them. We're going to put our guns up. We're going to be like, hey, how you doing, sir? We're going to be just like that. 
let the one of them white people come in here. Let Tom Brady come in here with some chains on. Y'all gonna be fanboys. But let somebody like Lil Dirt, so let some somebody like G Herbo or somebody, you know what I mean, with stature come in here with their chains on. You gonna be ready to rob them. You gonna be looking at them like, damn, why the f- why he got that and I don't got that. I want that. I'm gonna take this shit from him. I'm gonna kill him. If he don't wanna give it to me, I'm gonna kill him. And even if he do give it to me, I'm gonna kill him. You see the mindset? It's evil. Evil. It's not even. I don't even think that's natural. I feel like that's taught. Like you're taught to have that type of mentality. And that's due to not being able to regulate your emotions. Um, Dave Chappelle said something that stuck with me. He said, um, he was talking about being labeled as an artist and how they use that label. Well, he described his good friend Prince. Y'all know Prince, singer, artist, guitarist. Composer, legend. He 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 referenced himself as an artist because that's what they were labeled as in their contracts. And Dave Chappelle went on this whole, you know, speech soliloquy that they take advantage of the fact that you're a, that you're poor, that you've never seen this amount of money before, you never seen that them amount of zeros before. And they use it to lure you in as a sign of a deal that completely fucks you in the long run. And they label you as an artist to where they, 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 they take away your likeness. They take away your name, your stage name, all that. You can't use that for yourself. They, got, they, got, they have the ability to use it. With everything that you, you know, all the work that you do for them, they have the ability to control it. Put it on platforms, put it on Netflix, put it on Hulu without your permission. And if you have the power of public influence, of public perception, you can control that narrative. But like 99% of the people in the industry do, they don't have that type of control. They don't have that type of star power. They don't have that type of word, that charisma. They don't have that type of power to tell people and to ask people not to do these things. Um, and that's what is so so sad because there's so many different avenues excuse me so many different avenues that we're just getting fucked by like we're getting fucked with the whole you versus you us versus us mentality crabs in the barrel mentality we're getting fucked by our own past meaning they're using all the tactics of slavery jim crow all that stuff against us. Now, we have the problems with public perception. We have the problems with social media being the new crack rock. And people are doing shit for likes. People doing shit for views. People saying stuff for views. People gaslighting for views, likes, shares. It's becoming the new crack rock. And... That just leaves me to say, and I'm going to end it off with this, guys, or ladies and gents. (laughs) Um, We are, we're living in a world right now that's, that's really troubled. For humanity's sake, it's it's disappointing. It's, it's sometimes I just wish I was a bird or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to deal with this bullshit. But it's just the the evil perceptions and just the the total mind control and. 
physical control of the powers that be and the powerless. It's just beyond, it's beyond like insane. It's beyond troubling. It's beyond disgusting. Like makes me sick. And as humans in humanity, we, we're at a shift right now to where a shift has either came already or we're in the midst of the shift or it's coming. You see, it's 75 degrees in November, right? Is that normal? It's 80 degrees in November. Is that normal? Think about it. You got all these people being in trouble, quote unquote, being canceled, being blackballed because of their choice, because of their their freedom of choice, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of expression. So do we really have freedom anymore? Or was that all used as propaganda to control us in the meantime? Hmm. I would like to thank you all for listening to this episode. I wanna I wanna say thank you to everybody that that supports me and give me your feedback. I really, really do appreciate that, man. I always look forward to it. I always, I can't wait to, you know what I mean? When I put that out, I can't wait to see and hear what y'all think. Like, I love that, man. I really do. Even if you don't agree with me and, you know, you want to challenge me on things I, I think and say, I love that. I love everything about that. Like, I love having the conversation. You know, that's what we want. We need more conversation. We need more freedom of speech. We need more people that don't, that disagree with each other, but they're emotionally stable enough to have a fucking conversation. And agree to disagree or agree or disagree and be peaceful. Cool. You think that way? I think this way. Fine. We can still be cool. But you, you know what I mean? Cool from a distance. What's wrong with that? We need to have a world like that. But guess what? If we continue to go back for ourselves versus each other, like we continue to be so defensive against each other, so confrontational, so emotional within our own selves, we would never be the leaders in this country. We just continue to be getting fucked and be continue to be the culture. We're going to continue to be copied. We're going to continue to be get out. We're going to be just like that. They're taking our brains, taking our DNA, taking everything and calling it theirs. Thank you all for your support. God bless. See you all next week. Seconds. Never get between somebody and their paper. Taking a man's livelihood away from him is akin to killing him. Do you know why Prince, the famous rock star that was a friend of mine, do you know why he called himself the artist when he came back? He calls himself the artist because that's what they call us in our contracts. Oh, these contracts are crazy. You should hear the terminology they say in these contracts. To use your name and likeness and perpetuity throughout the universe. Who the fuck could possibly know what that means? Nobody does. It's so complicated, in fact, that when you're a kid like me, you have to hire somebody to tell you what that means. And you sit down at a table and you do the contract game. And that's how I got with Comedy Central. I signed the contract. But I signed the contract the way the 28-year-old expecting father that was broke signs a contract. I was desperate. I needed a way out. And it wasn't good money and it wasn't good circumstances. But uh, what else am I going to do, I said. And all these white people sitting at that table told me, trust us, Dave, it's a good contract. And I looked around the table and they all seemed to agree it was a good contract. But what if... What if it was like that game of three-card Monty? 
What if they were all friends and I didn't know it? The bag of money was Iceberg's money in the first place. What was I talking about? What was I trying to tell you? Last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was, I called Lauren Michaels and I tell him, okay, I'll do it. I'll do Saturday Night Live on election night. And, and the day I made that phone call, the day I committed to it, it gets announced that Netflix is streaming Chappelle's show. Not just Netflix. HBO Max is streaming it too. Tell you another story about HBO. No, hear me out. Did you know, before Chappelle's show was at Comedy Central, I pitched that show to HBO. I, I told them what I wanted to do. Now, these are executives. All they have to do is say, yeah, we'll take it, or no, thank you, we won't. But they didn't say either of those things. They went too far. They said, literally, what do we need you for? That's what they told me, as they kicked me out of the office. What do we need you for? And here we are, all these years later, and they're streaming the very show that I was pitching to them. So I'm asking them, what do you need me for? People think I made a lot of money for Chappelle's show. When I left that show, I never got paid. They didn't have to pay me because I signed the contract. But is that right? I found out that these people were streaming my work and they never had to ask me or they never had to tell me. Perfectly legal because I signed the contract. But is that right? I didn't think so either. That's why I like working for Netflix. I like working for Netflix because when all those bad things happen to me, that company didn't even exist. <laughs> and when I found out they were streaming Chappelle's show, I was furious. How could they not, how could they not know? So you know what I did? I called them and I told them that this makes me feel bad. And do you want to know what they did? They agreed that they would take it off their platform just so I could feel better. That's why I fuck with Netflix, because they paid me my money, they do what they say they're gonna do, and they went above and beyond what you could expect from a businessman. They did something just because they thought that I might think that they were wrong. And I, I do. I think if, if you are fucking streaming that show, you're fencing stolen goods. They stole that from me. They just took it. And I'm not up here trying to tell you guys that I believe that Comedy Central gave me a raw deal just because I'm black. <laughs> I believe that they gave me a raw deal because this fucking industry is a monster. It's the same monster that these Me Too bitches was trying to tell you about. But they hate the monster for how it fucks. And I hate that monster for how it eats. But my God, man, it's the same monster. When I quit the show, all my friends would say, well, fuck them, Dave. Why don't you just do Chappelle's show at another network? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And why doesn't a slave run from one plantation to another plantation because the master over there might be nicer? My God, man, I was trapped. You know what, tell you the truth, tell you the truth. I've even thought about coming back and doing another Chappelle show. Well, but if I do, I can't call it Chappelle show because my name and likeness is being used by them in perpetuity throughout the universe. It's in the contract.
You're not supposed to do this in my business. I'm up here doing something that nobody else in this business has the balls to do. I'm telling you something that you need to know. I'm trying to explain to you what you're seeing. You don't understand what you're seeing. I am publicly flogging a network. And I know that this network niggas, they, they watching me and they saying, why, why, why are you doing this so, so publicly? Them feel good to be flogged publicly. Oh, believe me, I know. I know exactly how that feels. When I quit my show, they said I was crazy. Who was crazy about it? I just didn't want to do it anymore. They said I smoked crack. That's impossible. I was a devout Muslim. I didn't smoke or drink. But I do now, bitch, because you ruined my fucking life. <laughs> now it's their turn. This is their first nigga lesson, and I'm honored to give it to them. They're going to pay me for this show. I called my agent. I said, is there anything I can do about this show? And he said, no. Well, fuck you too, then. You want something done right? I guess you got to do it yourself. <laughs>